Thank Na you, God. Nod your head at him and say, God bless you. I'm glad you're here. Amen. Find three or four people. Say, God bless you. Yeah. I'm glad you're here. Nod Turn your around to your families at home and say, God bless you. I thank God you're here. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And back with us again, Pastor Scott and Kelly. Declare glad to be with us, friends of ours. Amen. Glad you're here this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. You want to open us in a word of prayer, Pastor, for the word this Amen. morning? Amen. Come open us for the word of prayer, for the word. Amen. Amen. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you so much, God that you're with us and that you're for us. And Lord, as we've been proclaiming, we will not fear in this time or any time because you are with us and for us. Father, I thank you for Bishop Jerry and, and um, Dr. Cheryl. Father God, I pray, God, you continue to fill them with your mighty anointing. I pray, God, that your word will go forth in power today in the name of Jesus. Father, anoint their word, Lord God. Speak to them. Father, I pray that every word that comes from their mouth would be from your throne room. Father, we don't want to hear just their thoughts. We want to hear your word. So, Lord, I pray, God, as I'm holding this microphone, you'd hold them in your hands and you'd speak a rhema word through them, Lord God. Speak a prophetic word to your people today, Lord God. Father, just fill them to overflowing with your presence. And, Lord, we love love you. We worship you. Lord, we declare in the name of Jesus, we will not fear. We stand on the word of God. We cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus. And Lord, we'll go forth in faith and power in you, Lord God. Father, anoint your word now, Lord God. Let it go forth in power in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Uh, we decided this morning, and you may be seated, and again tonight, to teach on a subject that is needed. Um, sometimes it's just a refresher, but we need to talk about faith yeah. at these challenging times. And I appreciate y'all being here and pushing over to be here. And um, we're talking about the race of faith this morning. We you show the first clip that I have? We have a clip here. Um, it's called Faith, Foolishness. Amen. If you show this clip, draw your attention to the screen. None of you take any chances. I mean it. In the midst of the coronavirus, what's the safest, best response? Fear, foolishness, or faith? The coronavirus is now a declared global pandemic. People are responding to this surreal spreading disease in several ways. Fear is paramount. Hoarding, riots, debilitating anxiety, and not just social distancing, but social isolation. People suggesting fear is not appropriate are sometimes labeled foolish. And perhaps some are, because they don't seem to be taking the threat seriously, refusing to change their routines or behaviors. Fear, foolishness. There's a third response. For Christians, it should be faith. Christians believe God is engaged. He's not surprised, nor is he vindictive or a cosmic meaning. Faith is not blindness. It's not irrational. It's belief in God's revelation of himself in the world, in his word, and in his son, Jesus Christ. 
Faith gives us assurance providence knows us individually. As the scripture says, so do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Amen. Amen. It's a good time to spend time with your families, read the Word of God together, pray together, and just have good family fun, do some games, and take a walk. But God's allowed us this time to expand our faith and to really get to know Him. I also want to encourage those of you that need prayer, call 586-773-6568 so that we can pray with you. We've been calling all of our members, all the EACM, the chaplains, calling them. And if we haven't gotten to you yet, we haven't forgotten you, we're just taking the time to do it and asking you what we can pray for and to let you know we love you and are here. So call in if you need prayer. And we also have a pantry with some limited supplies of goods, but if you need that, call the office. And we're going to work on getting that to you. Amen? All right. Take your hands. Amen. Do this. Say wash. Do this. Wash. And pray. And pray. Say pray. Pray. And spray. Spray. (laughs) Amen. Oh, it was on the... Oh, well. Praise the Lord. Let's say it again. Say, wash. Wash. Pray. Pray. And spray. Amen. Let's look at the scriptures today. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 30. In the NLT version. A horrible and shocking thing has happened in this land. Will you say this right now, where we are living? A horrible and shocking thing has happened in this land, in the nations of the world. Amen. Is his microphone on? It's not news to God. He knew it would happen. As I said before, 9 11 shook this nation. This virus is shaking the world and the nation. That's right. Amen. Amen. There we go. How's that? Better? <laughs> Let's try it again. Say. Pray. Wash. Wash. Pray. Amen. God wasn't. Lysol, awesome. I had odor ban, but this <laughs> odor ban would probably do it too. Disinfectant. Amen. So this horrible thing has happened in the land. It, God didn't wake up this morning. And go, oh my Jesus! Look what's happened to the land. How did this happen? God was not caught off guard. This horrible thing has happened to the land. Let's look at the next verse. Isaiah thirty-five, verse four. And we'll look at this in both versions. The KJV and the NLT. Say to those with fearful hearts, 
Be strong. Do not fear. For your God is coming to destroy your enemies. Yes. He is coming to save you. Yes. Yes. Look at this in the NLT. This is KJV. Say to them that are of a fearful heart, be strong. Fear not. Say fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. Amen. Give the Lord a clap, Bob, for that. I believe that. Amen. How many of you know God is in control? God is in control. Not man. God is in control, and God has a plan. We need to say that to ourselves. God has a plan. Because we look and we think, what in the world is going on? But God has a plan. April is Passover. I don't think it's an accident that this happened just on the brink of Passover. The same thing was going on in Israel when uh, they were being led out of Egypt. Same thing, plagues and the economy falling apart and all kinds of junk happening. But Passover was where God moved unbelievable. And we have to be pleading the blood over our doorposts, over our lives, over our families, over every person connected to us. Because God wants us strong. He's preparing us. He prepared them to come out of Egypt. And everything they went through was a preparation because God is going to use us in this incredible next move of God. He's using those of us that are here panting and passionate after him. And so God says, get strong. Get strong. Because I'm going to use you, but I need you ready in this next move. And Passover's coming, and the blood, nothing can come against the blood of Jesus. Amen. I personally believe that by Passover, which corresponds to our Easter weekend, that you're going to see breakthrough. Yeah. Amen? In this country and turning around of this coronavirus. Many of the prophets have prophesied that already. So look forward to the next two weeks. Hang in there. We'll make it through this. Amen? Amen. And uh, you're, God loves you more than anything else. Bottom line, he cares and he loves you. And it's going to be just like Goshen. We're not yeah. going to be touched. Amen. Look at Romans, familiar passage of scripture. Amen. Romans 8. And I am convinced. Are you convinced, y'all? I'm convinced. Are you convinced? Yeah. All right. Nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Amen. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today. Oh, neither are what? Neither our fears for today, for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Go back to the verse before this. I want to draw attention to you. The fears of today yep. and the worries about 
tomorrow. The fears today of COVID-19 and the worries about tomorrow. What about my job? What about my income? How am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to pay the house? How am I going to pay the car? I'm going to make it through this. What's going to happen? If I don't go back to school, I don't go back to work. Fears today, present tense, and worries about tomorrow, future tense. And if we let the enemy grip us with that fear, amen, I find myself throughout the day, I bind that in Jesus' name, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. I find myself throughout the day praying 30, 40, 50 times, casting that thing down. All right? Soon the thought comes to me, boom, curse it in Jesus' name, no seeds or roots will take offense. No seeds or roots will be planted within me. I rebuke that fear in Jesus' name. I thank you, my God loves me. He'll make a way through this. Amen. So we've got to gird ourselves up for fears today and worries in the future about the fear today, the worries of the outcome tomorrow. God loves us. God's got us covered. He got our back. Amen. God loves us. God loves you. God loves his people. God loves all people. And we have to really internalize that. We got to get into really uh, how much Jesus loves us. Because uh, the reality is, how many of you got children? And how many of you love your kids? And you would protect your kids. There you go. And I believe that God loves us. And what God loves, God protects. God takes care of. So. How many of you know you can't do a thing about tomorrow? God spoke to me again yesterday. He goes, stop thinking about tomorrow. Doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> and it doesn't. Amen. Praise the Lord. In this journey, this race of faith, we got to finish strong. I don't want to go out limping. I don't want to go out dragging a ball and chain and, a ba and bags of garbage. I want to go out strong. And you need to say that. I'm going to finish strong. I'm going to finish strong in this circumstance and in any circumstance because we're all winners. And that's where some of us need to get some healing. We're winners. As long as we got Jesus Christ, we're winners. And so we've got to be ready to cross that finish line. And here we go, persevere. Say, I will, persevere. I will persevere. Amen. Amen. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 12. Before we go to Hebrews 12, do this. Say, pray. Pray. Wash. Wash. Say, pray. 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 All right. Here we go. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, 
and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Amen. Lay aside these hindrances. You know what the hindrances are? It's sin. <laughs> Lay aside that sin. How many of you work out at this season? Getting our work-ins. I call them work-ins. And working in and pushing through. And pushing through the pain and the soreness. And strengthening our faiths. Working in with Jesus, reading that word, praying, and hearing God talk to you. Write down, get a journal, write down what God's saying to you every day. That's what I do, so that I can look back and see the faithfulness of God and what he said to me. Christians, we've got to work at this. We're in a time where we need to work at encouragement. Listen, how can you encourage someone else? That's part of your race. That's part of your race in your faith. Encourage someone. Call people. Check on people. Check on elderly folks. Check on your neighbors. Man, your community should hear from you. You should be saying, hey, how can I pray for you? Hey, do you have everything you need? Well, Dr. Cheryl, I don't even have what I need. Think of creative ways to reach out. Stay focused on Jesus, not the corona situation. Amen? In this NIV version that we picked this morning, it says the perfecter of your faith. That speaks of a process or the race, the perfecter of your faith. Say perfecter. He's the pioneer, the NIV says, the pioneer and the perfecter. So it takes time to perfect your faith. Yeah. You learn faith through the trials and the things that you go through, through standing in times like this and other times. Standing, that's how you win and perfect your faith. He's the pioneer, the beginning, and he's the perfecter of your faith. And know that faith comes by what? Hearing by the word of God. This is a season time to get into the word. Amen. Uh, get that TV off and get the word. In. Yeah, amen. Get that TV off. It, it just all that negativeness right now. And, and just get in the word and, and spend some time with God in prayer. You know, maybe check it once a day. CBN. I listen to news on CBN. Christian Broadcasting Network. News with a Christian perspective. Amen. But I don't listen to the secular news. I listen to the news in the Seven Heart Club. Amen? At least I get a perspective from a Christian point of view. There's so much negativism out there. Don't feed your spirit on that. Faith cometh by he Jesus. Take heed of what you hear. Take heed of what you hear. What are you hearing? What are you allowing to get into your spirit? Amen? Get in the word. Stay in the word right now. Amen? And pray, yes. And, and pray in the Holy Ghost, yes, throughout the day. And do all the things you need to know that you need to know. But your faith has to be perfected. Amen. He's the pioneer, the starter, and the finisher of your faith. You know, we got to embrace this season. You got to embrace your situations. 
And what I mean by that is, think of this. This is what the Lord gave me. I don't know how many of you have ever ridden a roller coaster, but when you get in the roller coaster seat and they buckle you in, you're all in. And you can't decide at the height of that roller coaster, I'm out of here. Or you're worrying about what's going to happen next week. You're doing all you can do to sit and supposedly have fun in this roller coaster. And we have to embrace our situations like that. We're in this. We can't jump out of the boat. We can't jump out of the roller coaster. We have to wait till the end of the ride and then get out and give God glory that we touched ground. And that's what we got to focus on. You have to just think about the fact you're all in. There's nowhere to go. When you're at the top of that roller coaster, you just can't say, I'm out of here and lift your hands and you're gone. No, you're in there. You're all in. And in this situation right now, we're all in. Amen? Just say, I'm all in. (laughs) That's right, for whatever God wants to do with this. Amen. Remember what? Pray and? Spray. Spray. Say pray. (laughs) Pray. Wash. Wash. Say wash and pray. And pray. Amen. C.S. Lewis put it this way. If we're all going to get hit by an atomic bomb, let that bomb come when it comes finding us doing sensible human things. Praying, reading the word, working, teaching, listening, playing tennis, if you play tennis, talking to a friend, not huddled together like frightened sheep, thinking about bombs, thinking about coronavirus. If that bomb has to come, and it has come, we've got corona all around us, we've got to focus on doing human, sensible things. Reading, praying, seeking God, talking to our kids, talking to our mates. Some of you married couples, this is the first time you've had any decent conversation. And how long? Let's face it. How many of you have had conversations with your kids you haven't had in so long? Because God wants us to get into a habit, a habit as we're in this, a habit of not, when this is over, going back to the way things used to be. Life should never return to what we thought was normal. Amen? This is a season. This is what God gave me. He says, I've got the whole world on Shabbat. And we are all on Shabbat. Amen? All right. It's a time to continue on with life as we would. And, of course, like Bishop's saying, pray and wash. Pray and spray. It's a good time for us to get into those habits, habits of cleaning, habits of hygiene. I don't know about you, but I think I've gone through the whole house, and I don't have much house to go through. But I've gotten to every nook and cranny with disinfectant and everything and it's awesome but we can't let fear stop us so you know the focus is Jesus and how can I make a difference how can I reach out some way 
without necessarily physically touching. And there's lots of ways. Write notes to your family members. Write notes to your, those that don't live near you and mail them out. There are ways to touch one another. You know, uh, enduring in faith, yeah. and growing in faith. He's the pioneer and the finisher. Faith That's takes time right. to grow through trials and testings. Uh, I'll never forget, 24 years ago, we had about 30, 35 people. That included youth, babies, six months old, teens, everybody. 30, maybe 35 people tops. They all came at once. And, and maybe a third of those were youth. And um, we were sitting over at Assemblies of God Church I had bought. I've shared this before, but I think it's fitting for this time. And I was sitting at Assemblies of God Church, and the prophetic word came. Enlarge! Your vision is bigger than this building. I'm on radio. I'm on four or five stations radio. I'm on television. I mean, the building's paid off. I'm having church. We're having great services. I had no idea. And said, Enlarge! I've got more for you than this. Came the prophetic word from my spiritual overseer. He says, go out and find a building. Said, okay. Find a building. Okay. Find it within three, three and a half miles, no more, from where you're at right now. I, I says, why? He says, people don't have enough faith, some of them, to go beyond three and a half miles. They'll find another church. Stay within three, three and a half miles. I said, okay, Dad. So I looked at several churches, couldn't find anything. And he, he came back again to preach. And he says, he found anything at all yet? Get asking me. I said, no, the only thing I saw was this old Baptist church. It was run down. It was old. He said, I want to see it. Is it big? He says, I says, it's big. It's real big. So I want to see it. So, and he walks this out right here with his suspenders. And he says, we're going to buy this. They want a million point two for this building. million point one. We're going to buy this. I got zero. Everybody say zero. zero. We're going to buy this. Now, you understand when my spiritual father says, we're going to buy this. He ain't coming up with five cents. I'm about to get stretched, pressed, pushed, pulled. Faith is about to grow. And here we are in the midst of buying this building. I made uh, uh, 27 offers on the building in a period of 10 months. And they made 19 counteroffers. They went from a million point to... First time I made a bid on it, they were at a million. And lo and behold, we got down to 299,752. You can't build a gym nowadays for that. And we got the parking lot across the street. And uh, right now, I don't know about today, but usually on a normal Sunday, there's 21 churches that are having service in the building on a Sunday. The building's big. And here I am, talk about the race of faith. In the middle of, of, of getting this building, you see that wall right there? Right there. The middle pillar right there. We're there. And the car lot across the street, the dealership, used to be a limousine place. And one of their drivers, I believe, could have been high on substance, hit the gas pedal and went through the wall, busted the radio out, and hit the pews over there and busted them. I'm trying to buy this building. And somebody said to me, have faith. <laughs> have faith. And um, they had to get a new radiator in. If you'll see it, the cores in the middle one are a little bit larger than the rest of them. Amen. 
the fins in their middle radiator. That's where they came through. Have faith. Have faith. Well, I got 30, 35 people. And then I saw God move. God rest his soul. Paul, what was his name? She's, she's just got back from Israel. What's her name? No, not Diane. Barbara, Barbara Yoder. Uh, Paul Yoder, who's now going home to be with the Lord. Him and Barbara sold $10,000. Uh, Dr. P.L. Pearson, uh, who's down in Cleveland, retired. He sold 10000 from his church. Uh, I saw several pastors. I had raised money for them throughout the years. Preached, prayed, prophesied. Called Dr. Jerry. He'll crack a few jokes. I'll raise you an offering, amen? And I had planned those seeds as well as my bishop. And we, we, we had opening service here. And the place was somewhat full. We had about 350 people. And we saw the God of glory come down. We paid off the building the day we moved in. We owed zero. Amen? Give the Lord a clap off. Amen? So it can be done. There's a race of faith. The race of faith. I, I didn't think I could buy this building with 30, 35 people. I walked through this place and my God, this place is huge. And it, it's a lot to take care of. Everybody say amen. And it's huge. My faith was about this big. And it grew over time. When I saw them reduce the price because of the crashing of the pews, things that they did, God worked it together and my faith grew and was stretched. You know, like I said, my spiritual father, when he says, we're going to buy this building, he ain't giving you five cents. Everybody say, amen. <laughs> You're about to be stretched, amen, and my people. And they rose up, and we possessed the land, and we took the property. It's been a blessing ever since. Amen. Give a little clap offer. Amen. And that's that endurance. Endurance. What are you enduring in? James says, endure in your faith, because that's the only thing that matters. You endure. And you stretch, and you, we endured in our little building, endured with no concept of what it meant to move into this place, but God made a way. Your faith doesn't flourish unless it's tested. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't grow in your faith when you're sitting on the mountaintop. And if your faith goes unexercised, your faith will die. We have to be stretched. We have to be exercised. Your faith has to have a workout so it can grow. And we see that even in our bodies. When we're working out and our muscles begin to firm up and tone up and enlarge, and we see the benefits of when, thing, when something's exercised. Well, your faith grows when it's exercised. When we watched God bring in the finances to pay off this building and to keep us debt-free for 30 years, we believe that is an exercise in faith. Amen? So you're going to go through, the Bible says you're going to go through trials. You're going to become mature. Right now, as we go through this, I believe God is saying that in this next season, he is toughening us up. He is strengthening us. He is undergirding us. Because as we move into the next move of God, 
as we move into the harvest of souls like never before, again, we have to be ready. We have to be prepared. We have to be strengthened so we can do this thing. And I think that's what's happening right now. He's using this virus to really make us endure in our faith, be stretched, grow, go through our exercises, the word, prayer, uh, seeking him, fasting, loving on our families, loving on people, all so that we are prepared. We are armed and ready for this next move. And God said to me, I'm going to be looking at the way people are responding to this. I'm going to look at nations. And I'm going to look at nations to see, are they saying, oh, I don't believe what this is God. I don't believe any of this. He's going to look at that, saints. And I believe the exciting thing is America is rising up. America is praying. America is coming out of the apathy and the slumber. America is saying, hey, we're paying attention. You got our attention, God. And I believe God's looking at that. He's looking at the nations to see what is their response. Will they follow me or will they still kick me to the curb? It's very key right now. When you've been through it so many times, and I've got more to go, when you've been through testings and trials and you've been in a fireplace, after a while, you just know that God will make a way. You know, sure, I got the devil say to me, how are you going to pay the bills? How are you going to do this? How are you do that? And then he comes down. No, he's in church. No, I refuse to worry about tomorrow or let the fear enter today. Amen. Hebrews, the fear today. And the worries tomorrow, I'm not going to let that fear grip me on the inside. So I encourage all of you to stand and rebuke that fear when it comes. Amen. Amen. That's right. And uh, if you've been a weathered soldier over the years, you know that God will make a way for all of us to get through this. Amen. We stand together as a family. We stand together Amen. as people of God. We stand together knowing in the end we win. Amen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Let's look at this. For people and animals share the same fate. Both breathe and both must die. So people have no real advantage over the animals. How meaningless. Both go to the same place. Yes, yes, yes. I got a scripture. My dogs are going to be in heaven. Whoa, 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 look at it there. That's what it says. That's right. Both go to the same place. I've lost a couple doggies, praise, and a couple other ones. Lillian, they're going to be there. Both go to the same place. Go ahead. They came from dust, and they returned to dust. Now, how many of you are going to the place, heaven? Amen? But I think this verse is so appropriate. we got to realize that Life is short. And you do not have the promise of tomorrow. It's fragile. Yeah. So you don't really have the right to worry about tomorrow because you don't even know if you'll see tomorrow. We got to get that in us. Everything you have. 
can be taken away in an instant. This virus has taken away a lot of your freedoms in what? An instant. There are some states going through tornadoes and hurricanes right now. Earthquakes. In addition to the virus. How many of you know we've got to realize everything here is temporary? And our tendency is when we get fear-ridden, we want to wrap our hands tightly around everything we own. And I think God is saying to us, loosen the grip. Loose it. Wrap it loosely. Because you don't even know what tomorrow brings. Tomorrow could be totally different for us, saints. But God's saying to us, by faith, wrap yourself around him. Wrap yourself around Jesus, around the gospel, around what you can do to just be kind to others. You don't even have to, you know, write your worst enemy Uh, a check and put it in the mail. You just got to love and be kind. You just got to appreciate what you have right now, today. Honey? Yes. I love you and appreciate you. I love you and appreciate you too. Will you be nicer to me now? I don't know. (laughs) I just want you to be nicer to me. If you can be less difficult. You're very fragile. Thank you. So treat me that way. <laughs> you walked into that. I, I can't win. No matter what I do, I can't win. By faith. Look at, look at these last scriptures. All right. John 14, 1. NLT version. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. This is Jesus talking. Yep. See, I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to trust in God. And I'm going to trust in Jesus. And I'm going to trust That's in Jesus. That's what it says. Don't let your hearts... Be troubled. Don't be upset about this. Don't, don't be don't wondering what's going on. Do trust that. in God. Say, I'm going to trust in God. Trust in God. And trust also in me. And trust also in him. That's Jesus speaking. Amen. Trust in him. Amen. Next verse. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Take your hand, put it over your heart. Say, Lord. Lord. I trust you. I trust you. With all of my heart. With all my heart. And don't depend on your own understanding. I'm not going to depend on my own understanding. Amen. Because we never understand. (laughs) And Psalm 62, 8. Trust in him at all times. Oh, 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 oh. Trust in him at what? All times. That means before and after coronavirus? That's right. And during. You people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Amen. Thank God that he is a refuge for us. Amen. I'm going to... Wait a minute. Come on. Put your hands together. I use wisdom. Say pray. Pray. Wash. Wash. Say pray. Pray. And spray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a clap off for it. Amen. It's pretty. I want to watch this. It's last pretty clip. disinfected up here. If this is the last clip for us, we watch this.
Welcome to Hard Questions, where we gather pastors together to take on your tough questions and answer them right from the Bible. I'm Tom Hollis, the moderator, and today our panelists include... Dr. William R. Glaze, Bethany Baptist Church in Pittsburgh. Pastor Joel Guinan, youth pastor at Cornerstone Ministries, Murraysville. Pete Giacalone, Rainbow Temple Assembly Guy Church, McKeesport, Pennsylvania. J. Anthony Gilbert, pastor of Another Level in Mount Washington. Pastors, thank you for joining us today. We have a very pertinent question for right now. What is the Christian response to the coronavirus? I think that's good. I think anytime something like this is going on in our culture, there's a missional opportunity at hand. You know, it's easy to look at these things as huge negative things, and they are. These are terrible things that are going on in our culture and our world. But it's also an opportunity for the gospel. It's an opportunity for the, for the church to be the hands and feet of Christ and to love on people. You know, that you're know, just like lepers at one point in time and, and all these different things. While most of the culture is avoiding and pushing away, we have an opportunity to minister and be the hands and feet of Christ. All right. I, I, think, I think that's excellent. Take every opportunity to preach the gospel. But I also believe, along with you, Joe, is God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. That's so this idea of, uh, you know, of panicking, you know, the media will do everything in its power. I mean, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, where we live in the South Hills of, of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. yeah. my wife went into Sam's just yesterday, and there wasn't one roll of toilet paper. That's ridiculous. So I, I would just encourage everybody, listen, God before you, who can be against you? That's good, Pete. And use, use wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I go to Revelation 11, and there, there was two witnesses, right? And they witnessed for three and a half years, and then they were killed, right? And, and, I, and I love what the Bible says. It says when their testimony was finished. Right. When their testimony was finished. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to serve. There you you know, I'm, I'm going to be wise. I'm not going yeah. to put myself in harm's right. way, you know. Yeah. I'm a, but I'm going to continue to serve, continue to do. And I realize that when my testimony is finished, whether it's coronavirus, whether it's a car accident, whatever the case might be, mm-hmm. you know, my, my testimony is finished. Mm-hmm. And it's time for me to go be with the Lord. That's good, Pastor Glaze. You know, I, I tell people, to, I plead two things. I plead the blood and Lysol. <laughs> I think there's a practical side to it, to your point. Yeah. And there's a spiritual I side. Agree, yeah. You look all throughout the scripture. We never, there's no place in scripture we need to be worried. There you go. Yeah. There's no, no place in scripture from the time even during the plagues of Egypt. Right. I tell people all the time, declare great? over your life the That's blessing right. of Goshen yes. is on my life. Yes. There was no light in Egypt, but there was the light in Goshen. There were frogs in Egypt, no frogs in Goshen. I mean, all throughout, he protected them to the point where even the blood, death passed over them and went all over to Egypt, and they came out by way of the blood. So I believe that you have a blessing on your life. I believe we need to be practical, as right. you mentioned. I think that's so important. But all throughout the scripture, it, it wants, even down to the fact that if you want to be a snake handler, here's your chance, I guess. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, you know, he said, you can drink any deadly thing. Yeah. It's not going to harm you. The Bible constantly shows us we're not subject to this world. So we shouldn't run around in fear, but we should be practical. To your point again, Dr. Glaze, we should be wise as serpents. But harmless as dove. We right. still need to use wisdom. Don't go around and breathing it all in. Yeah, but right. the same token, you don't need to be afraid and run yeah. away and uh, buy up a bunch of beanie weenies and bottle water and worry that the world's coming to an end. You have yeah. the blessing on your life. And if we have an anointing not only to be healed and lay hands upon the sick and they'll recover, well, that's our inheritance as believers. So we should walk in that. What does it yeah. mean, take no thought? Yeah. What does that mean? Literally, take no thought. And, and it's the, in the thought realm, it's in the mind realm where this escalates. And, and Jesus told us, take no thought. In other words, you know, seek first the kingdom. 
And then again, I'm not talking about being foolish, like you said, Jay. Uh, you know, wash your hands and yeah. stuff like that. And but but take no thought, because that whole warfare is going on in your mind. And you can be your best friend or your worst enemy. And you know, wash it with the word. Just think, uh, right where Joel's sitting, right. we we had a brother that sat right there, brother yeah. Chris. Yeah, he's in China. And, and, right and Chris, by faith, left his church, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Took his whole family, mm -hmm. wife and three kids, and they moved to China. Yeah. Right. And, and, and just think what what worse time could he have made this decision? Yeah. But yet and still, he's he's laboring in the will of God. That's right. You right. know, he's laboring in the will of God. And, and he, God knew Corona was going to be there before he yeah. called Chris to go there. And, you know, yeah. he's happy as a lark. I just talked to him the other day yeah. on the phone and and uh, he said they have to call in their uh, their temperatures every morning. They were quarantined at that time. I think the quarantine for them has yeah. lifted. Yeah. But, but, but like God, is, God is watching over him. God yeah. is watching yeah. over him. I mean, you know, we can't always say that we're going to be 100% protected from everything that the world might well, uh, happen. No. But are we going to follow God or aren't we going to follow God? You mentioned missional opportunities. Yeah. Can you give me an example? I mean, how do you see that as a missional opportunity? Yeah, well, you know, while everybody else is kind of running from these situations, you know, there's an opportunity for Christians to be there to, with compassion, with generosity, you know, generosity towards helping find, you know, cures and treatments as well. You know, that not only should the government be on with that, but can we also, you know, participate? Can we also make sure we're equipping our congregation members to be, you know, in parts of, of the different ministries or different things of the, the world to help create cures and stuff like that? I, I think we can take part in all those things and those, yeah. those sciences and those treatments as well as missionary doctors, missionary nurses around the world. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, we need to not move in fear is the biggest thing I think mm -hmm. I'm hearing. Pete, let's just shake hands. I'll yeah, shake hands. I was just at a conference where I shook hands with people from all over the world. So Pete's hey, not man. afraid to shake my no. hand. <laughs> you know, it, it's, you know, did, the, did you wash your hands? He's going to wash them now. Yeah, he will now. That's for sure. <laughs> no, you know what? We need to have the, the mind of Christ Amen. about this and not move in fear. Be wise. I think everybody said that yeah. up here. Be wise, but don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. God will take care of you. And what's the worst that can happen? You end up in heaven, brother. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Who, who's got the sanitizer? Who's got the sanitizer? <laughs> I remember the story of John G. Lake. Um, when uh, there was a deadly virus over there in Africa, and he told them to bring it to him. And they put, it's documented. They put it in his hand. They put it under a microscope, and it died while it was in oh his hand. Wow. And uh, he just wanted to show people. So I think a lot of ways, too, you said we can also reach out and tell others about the gospel. This is where, hey, you got the corona? Come on into another level of ministries. Come to Rainbow Temple, wherever you are, and we will believe God for healing yes. uh, in your life. Yeah. Because he's, yeah. by his stripes, yes. we That's have been right. made whole. We yeah. need to minister. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's take communion this morning. And if you are with us, simply get some juice and cracker or some bread and water. Amen. It's all going to work because it's our hearts to just receive the communion table this morning. So, Father, we just come before your heavenly court. And, Father, we just thank you. Thank you, Father, that we can come and we can cry out to you this morning. We stand in the gap for our own sin, for our kids, our grandchildren. We stand in the gap for the sin, Father God, in our families, the sin, Father God, in our communities, 
the sin in the body of Christ and the sin in this nation. Father, we just stand in the gap this morning. And as we come to your court, we thank you that God as the enemy is standing there as the prosecutor accusing and trying to bring so much against us. That right now, God, we thank you that Jesus takes his rightful place as our advocate, our attorney. So, God, you are the judge of the universe. We ask you to cleanse us, forgive us, wash us by that precious blood of your son. Lord, you know every sin just like we know every sin. And you know the sins of the church, the sins of the nation. And, God, we cry out for forgiveness. We cry out for grace, for mercy. And, Father, we silence the enemy right now. Not because of us crying out, but because of the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the enemy must bow. So we bind him up this morning. We muzzle him. We shut him down. And, Father, we come at your court and ask for that wonderful verdict of forgiveness. That wonderful verdict of freedom, restoration, breakthrough, victory. And God, we thank you for it this morning. And Lord, we just give it all to you this morning. And so we take the precious body of Jesus and we thank you for healing us this morning. And Father, we thank you for the cup, the cup that represents your precious blood, the blood of your Son. Father, we just thank you that we wash ourselves, we wash our kids, our families, our communities, we wash the blood, the blood over, over the body of Christ, over the church, God, the blood of Jesus over this nation. And we thank you for it this morning and stand in the gap and partake. Just begin to thank him this morning. Begin to thank him because he's done it. It's done. It's finished. And we thank God for the blood over our doorposts. And I encourage you at this time, take communion daily. Take communion daily individually and as a family with your mate, take communion every day. And then let it become what you do every day. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Elder Sharon, would you come? I want to make sure that the spirit of fear is dealt with today. Yes. Amen? So I want to pray against the spirit of fear. And I want to pray for faith and trust in our hearts, Elder Sharon against fear, and the positive for faith and trust in our hearts. And then we've got a positive confession. We're going to put something in your hands. Amen? Is the positive confession, will it be on the screen? No? Okay. So as I pray today after Elder Sharon, we're going to do a positive confession. And um, you can just simply pray in the Holy Ghost or pray with me. Uh, but it's powerful, and we've been giving these prayers to you 
so that some of you are struggling and what to pray or how to pray, you can get them. And if you need them, all you need to do is uh, give us your uh, address on live stream or call into the office and we'll get these to you. Amen. Right. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, let's enter some warfare. Hallelujah. Come on, pray with us. Pray with Elder Sharon. We're going to deal with the spirit of fear. Amen. So, Lord, Father God, we come, Lord yes. God, with the authority, Lord God, of the blood of Jesus Ooh, Christ, Son, today, oh God. And we thank you, Lord God, that your power, oh God, is greater, oh God. Your name is greater yes. than fear, oh God. So, God, we thank you, Lord God, that as we stand on your yes. word today, oh God, that we eradicate, oh God, the power of fear, oh God, we crush it, oh God, we annihilate it, oh God, we shout grace over fear, oh God, we shout faith over fear, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, we thank you, Lord God, that we are your sons and we are your daughters and we will not be tormented, oh God, with the spirit of fear, oh God, but we're going to walk in power, oh God, we're going to walk in love, oh God, and we're going to have a signness of mind, oh God, we bind our minds to the mind of Christ on today oh God we thank you Lord God for your word coming alive in us oh God we thank you Lord God that we will walk by faith oh God in the name of Jesus oh God we thank you Lord God that you are causing our faith oh God to arise now oh God we have now faith oh God according to your word oh God we operate in now faith oh God according to your promises oh God we operate oh God in the power of the now, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, now we arise, oh God, now we repent, oh God, now, oh God, we turn our hearts back to you, oh God, that we will worship you, oh God, in the spirit, oh God, and we will praise you, oh God, and it will demolish, oh God, our anxiety, it will demolish the fear, oh God, it will demolish the worry, oh God, when we lift our eyes up unto you, oh God, so God, we thank you, Lord God, that we are crossing over over, oh God, into your promises, oh God, we are crossing over, oh God, into your promises, oh God, that we are winners and we win, yes. and we win, and we are victorious by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 If somebody would pass those Thank out, you, those Jesus. handouts, please, those little half a pages. Thank Does everybody you, God. Have one? Let's do our everybody positive confession today as we close, amen. If you'd like to stand, you can stand if you'd right where you're at, or you can just pray in the Holy Ghost, and we're going to pray this out. Thank you, God. No, Satan. The Word of God says, I have authority over you. I don't have to listen to you. I've been made the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. And I refuse to go one step further under your influence. You are not my God. Jesus is my Lord. I renounce, reject, and repent of every negative word I have ever spoken against myself and others in my life. I cancel the power of those words and dedicate my mouth to speaking your word of faith. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I set myself to fill my heart with your word of faith, Lord. 
put a watch, Lord, over my lips. I set myself to speak in line with the word of God. As your child, I confess that I am healed. I am filled with your mighty Holy Spirit. I am victorious in every area of my life because you have made it so, Jesus. Father, I thank you that I no longer will be double-minded by the words of my mouth. I let the word of Christ dwell in me richly in all wisdom. I make a quality decision to control of my tongue and what I hear. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you, Lord. Be my strength and my redeemer. Everything I do, whether in word or deed, I do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks unto you, breaking the spirit of fear in Jesus' name. Amen. And give God a praise right where you're at this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you for coming out. Thank you, Deacon Gambles, for being here. Amen. God, we appreciate you coming and doing the sound today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I will be back tonight. I got a basic teaching. I'm, sometimes we just need to be refreshed on what faith can do for us. Yes. So it borderlines on a Bible study, but we have some handouts for tonight. Fill in the blanks. We'll be back tonight. Don't forget, Wednesday, we'll have food before service. Amen. And Thursday again, we'll have food before service. We have, on Thursday, celebrate recovery. And Wednesday, sunlight in the church. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. Amen. Have a great and wonderful day. Amen.